What was your most awesome, don't F with me, moment? I will gladly start. One day, I was out fishing at a local pond with a few girls that I went to school with. We had gotten close because of honors society, and yes, they're attractive. We catch a few bass and channel catfish and decide it's time to head home before dusk sets tonight. Mind you, there's about a 150 to 200 yard path from the parking lot to the actual pond. So we started heading down said path. As we get about halfway down, we see two local thugs who have dropped out of high school and are always around to cause trouble in our town. Since I'm carrying all of the tackle for non-fishermen, rods, lures, tackle box, etc., I'm also trailing the three girls. As we got closer to the thugs, I hear one of them yelling bullcrap like, Damn, mummy, look at that butt! And, crap, I'd screw every single one of you. Right in front of the girls. Next, the guy in front turns around and grabs one of my friend's butts and slaps her right in the chest. This teed me off more than anything, and I stupidly yell, Hey, frick butts, don't even frickin' look at them. I admit I'm a little hot-tempered and probably could have handled the situation much better, but frick it. I was in the heat of the moment. The two guys start walking over to me, obviously ready to beat my butt. With quick thinking, I dropped my tackle and flipped out my 4-inch Smith & Wesson knife from my pocket, and to put the icing on the cake, I pull out my car bar that I use for filleting. After this, the story kind of winds down. The dudes were silent after that, took a very wide path around us, and we were on our way. Needless to say, that was my great, don't frick with me, moment. To clarify to those asking, I did not get laid. However, I did get a free dinner out of it. Well, that could have gone one of two ways, and I for one am very happy that those guys just chose to walk away. But nonetheless, well done, knifey McFisherman. My friend's dad is a truck driver, and he used to pick up hitchhikers all the time. One time he picked two of them up, and they started on the journey to wherever they were going. After an hour, one decides he's going to try and jack the truck, and pulls out a knife. Well, my friend's dad, being super cool and steely, floors it and says, You're gonna put that knife away, or I'm gonna kill us all and steers directly toward the concrete dividers that were splitting the highway up ahead. The would-be truck jackers put away the knife and sit quietly for the rest of the ride, and he still drops them off at their destination. That's a bad motherfricker right there. I think you mean a bad butt mother trucker. He must have had a mustache to store his extra testicle in. I was living with a middle-aged woman. Since I'm middle-aged as well, this was a fairly decent arrangement. Her daughter was living with us as well, 17 years old and hell on wheels. From what I understand, one of her former boyfriends became upset with her because she had a new boyfriend. He was going to come to my home and beat the crap out of her under my roof. He said that if I got in his way, he was going to beat my butt as well. A friend of hers caught wind of what was happening and called her mother. She called me. The boy showed up with an audience. I greeted them just by poking my head out of the door and telling them to get the frick off my property. The butthole gets out of the vehicle. I open the door, and he can see that I'm packing a 45 in my shoulder rig. I also have an 870 by the door. I hear a forlorn, Hi, John, to me, from his friend that came along to witness him beating my butt. I repeat my demand that the man remove himself from my property, and he complied. It could have been the gun, then again it could have been the shovel leaning against my truck, and the fact that no one would come looking for him if he disappeared that far from town. My great-grandfather was a CB in World War II. Somewhere along the way, he got his hands on a frag grenade. When he came home, he unscrewed the pin fuse mechanism, dumped out the black powder that makes the boom boom, and put the fuse back on so it looked like a regular grenade. He kept it on his bedstand for the rest of his life. Apparently, this was also when someone broke into his house, he could calmly walk out with the grenade, pull the pin, and threaten to blow everyone to heck and back if they didn't kindly replace anything they'd taken and exit his property. 
I work as an EMT, and one time we had a bloodbath of a call. Old lady had damn near scalped herself in a fall, and it was quite messy, trying to keep her calm to keep the bandages on her freely flowing head. After the call, I was covered from the front down, in my uniform, and took off the top layer to reveal my undershirt, which was also covered in blood. Too late in the day, and not caring, I was hopping in the back of the rig and heading back to base to change. My apartment was a mile from the base, so I headed there instead. As we pull up, I hear voices yelling and hop out in my now blood-drenched clothes. I turn around the corner and see three guys grabbing and pulling one of my neighbors, an elderly woman who doesn't speak much English. So I quickly take stock of the situation and grab a tire iron from the side of the rig, which was slightly out of view. I take a few steps and yell, leave her alone or you're going to pay, while my partner calls for PD backup. They turn around just as some of the outside lights come on and reveal me, a 5'10 skinny guy covered in blood with tactical pants on with a tire iron. Their faces were priceless. Suddenly one of them books and the other says to the last guy there, frick it, I'm not dealing with that dude, and follows his friend. I help the lady and then realize what a scary sight I was. Some dude, covered in blood with a tire iron, coming out from around the corner into the light and angry. She ended up being fine, and I changed rather quickly after that. The police came and got what little info they could, and we were all on our way. But gosh darn, I felt like a superhero. In conclusion, covered in blood, I scared off three thugs who wanted to beat an old Russian lady with a tire iron and good lighting. Now, this I can get behind. Theatricality and costume over violence any day. Batman would be proud of you, sir. Long story short, my passport got stolen and my only way back home was a train from Oakland, California, back to Canada. So I was sitting at the train station for like two hours and decided to go for a walk around that part of Oakland, across from where the Raiders and A's play. Being naive and from Canada, I had no idea what this meant. It took me less than 10 minutes to realize that I'd made a horrible decision. A car started driving around the block I was walking down. I had a suitcase and a backpack and a large bag. It was a long trip. After the third time being circled around, I decided to walk back and quickly. That worked well until I had to cross the parking lot, where this car pulled in as well. Now, being from Canada, all of a sudden, the thought of these scary stories of gang shootings and muggings from the American news got me scared. I try not to profile people, but the three guys who got out of the car are what we see as the typical gangsters. Pants to ankles, gold chains, gold teeth, driving an old Cadillac. The driver steps in front of my walking path because I've been trying to avoid eye contact. He stops me and goes, Yo man, you're not from here. And laughs. What you got in there? Hey, I should check it out. His two friends are leaning over the car, and one pulls a bat out of the car and places it on the roof. This is where my instincts kick in, and I lose control of any real thinking. So I start yelling in the most aggressive way possible. I got my freaking crap, that's what I got. I'm from Surrey freaking BC, and if you think pulling out a bat means you freaking scare me, you think twice. You better have something more than that to get at me. I step over smackheads on my way to work every morning, and I stabbed a guy for pushing me in a bus line. So if you want to start something, freaking start it. Now, obviously, I've never stabbed anyone, and I'm from Surrey, and I do step over smackheads on my way to work, but I don't know where any of this came from. By all physical appearances, I'm a bit of a dork, and I'm gay, so I have no idea where any of this came from, but my heart was racing, and this is what came out. So I stood there for a few seconds, breathing heavily, fists clenched, posed in the same stupid-looking, come-at-me-bro pose, like I was ready to battle a lion. The guy looks at his other friends and then goes, My bad, man, and then gets back in the car and they leave. About a minute after they left, I actually had to sit down because my legs would not work. I was so scared. So that's how I almost died. I don't actually think this would or could ever happen again in the same situation. I have almost never raised my voice in my life. But I really didn't want to die. 
Also, after the gong show of losing your passport in a foreign country and having to take a train home, your emotions get the best of you. I've had a similar moment. At the time, I was 23 and super goth. We're talking 8-inch platform boots, on top of being 6 foot 1, skin-tight rubber pants, makeup, shaved off and drawn on eyebrows, girls tank top, the works. So I was very androgynous. On my way home, in the ghetto, on a bus full of inner-city high school kids just out of school, and this tough guy thug is giving me the hairy eyeball the whole ride. I get off at my stop, and the kid follows me. He couldn't have been more than 16, but he thinks he's hard. He starts harnessing me, threatening to beat my queer butt if I don't give him my wallet. I turn calmly around to face him, and I say, Look, kid, I'm 23, and I've been dressing like this since I was 15. You think this would be my first fight? Why don't you walk the frick away before you have to explain to your friends how you got yourself beat by a queer? I then turned my back on him and walked back home while he stood there in silence. It's kind of a cliche line, but damn if it doesn't work. Two guys at a bar, one sitting next to me and the other across, start fricking with me for no apparent reason. They were clearly on the source. The fact that I ordered the crappy bar pizza is a testament to the fact that I was nearing that point too. At the point the waitress came by and dropped my pizza off, the guy across from me is basically challenging me to walk outside. At that moment, the sad excuse of a D-bag next to me makes a grab at my pizza. Through some amazing drunken luck, I see this out of the corner of my eye, launch my arm out, and backslap the crap out of this guy's arm. They must have thought I knew martial arts because they didn't say a word after this and got up to leave. Don't mess with my pizza. How do we have these moments of supreme physical coordination when we've had a fair bit to drink? I once landed a chip in my friend's wine glass from across a big room after a medically inadvisable amount of liquor, and I could never do that sober. Same probably goes for karate McBar pizza. Mine was more of a don't F with me because my brother is bat crap crazy moment. I have an older gay brother. It was pretty well known that he was gay in high school, but nobody ever flat out asked me about it. One day, two guys from the football team, both juniors, are giving me a hard time. Suddenly, brother walks over and says, Hey, leave him alone. This isn't a request. One guy replies, Shut up, queer. What are you going to do? My brother's answer still sticks with me to this day. See, you should think about that. I've been a queer about as long as I can remember, which means I got into fights every day, so I know I can fight. How about you? Can you actually fight? Or do you just try to scare people? Because you don't scare me. I've effed guys bigger than both of you. Again, leave my brother alone. F you, queer. You're not my type. I like men. At this point, a little crowd had gathered and they began to laugh at my brother's last comment. The two guys scowled, huffed, and walked away. My brother looked at me, smiled, and said, Sorry if that was awkward. I used to get in fights a lot, but I think the best one was at a bar with my buddy watching baseball games. My buddy loves the Red Sox and doesn't drink, and I think baseball is stupid, but I love drinking, so we reached a kind of compromise. Anyway, while my friend Scott is chatting up this girl next to him about the Sox or whatever, these two guys next to us in Yankees jerseys are becoming more and more belligerent, yelling, throwing crap at the TV, and just generally being buttheads. Now, I know enough about baseball to know Boston and New York hate each other. Hell, I'm originally from Philadelphia, we hate everyone. But I didn't think these two were going to be much trouble aside from being loud. Then, for whatever reason, one of the big New Yorkers guys decides to dump a full beer on this Red Sox chick my friend was talking to. At this point, my entirely sober friend said something along the lines of, Hey dude, what the frick? This dude turned to my buddy, reeled drunkenly for a moment and then leaned way back and made that huge hocking a loogie sound and right as he leaned into spit i swung at him forgetting i still had a full beer mug in my hand 
According to my friend and his lady friend, the spit totally came all the way out of his mouth, hit the mug, and then went back into his face when the mug hit him. It was wicked awesome. Now mind you, I'm completely hammered, but as far as New York bros were concerned, I came out of freaking nowhere like an inebriated Batman, because at the time, I was sitting at a table behind the whole group, wingmanning is a subtle art, so this guy hits the floor bloody and sputtering. His other New York bro looks at me, mouth agape, and takes two steps back. And then I got jumped by the bouncers and was dragged out of the bar yelling, Frick New York! the entire way because I was too drunk to think of a good badass line. Not quite as bad as most of these stories, but I've got kind of a good one. Just to provide a bit of context, I'm a super skinny, wimpy, white male, and a really nice guy who you'd never expect to lash out at someone. Back in high school, there was this kid who liked to mooch off everyone else's lunch, just because he'd never bought or packed his own. You know, the whole, I'm really poor, so you should definitely give me all your food, I need it more than you, routine. He wasn't really, he just liked to take our food because he could. Every now and again, I'd give him half a sandwich or something, because like I said, I enjoy being a nice person. But one day, I just snapped. He grabbed my whole lunch bag from right in front of me without even asking for anything, and before I even started to eat my own food. In an instant, I dove across the table, grabbed him by his shirt, pulled him completely over to my side, and growled, Give me my freaking lunch back, butthole, in his face. I got it, and it was delicious. I'd call this a badass moment of mine because I'd never, ever act out like that. I'm usually pretty submissive and soft about things. But gosh darn it, I was excited for my little Debbie's and ham sandwich, and I wasn't going to let some butthole take them from me. All of my friends were totally shocked too. They had no idea I was even capable of sticking up for myself like that. Guess that's one way to keep people from messing with you. Among many of my security jobs, I've worked loss prevention for two major retailers. For those wondering, loss prevention is essentially catching shoplifters. Eventually, you just kind of know who to watch and who not to. One day, my partner, a female, and I started to watch this guy. Early 20s, overly muscled and spray-tanned, with a Guido Jersey Shore haircut and a muscle shirt. He is, of course, looking at other muscle shirts in the store. We see him select five shirts, go into the fitting room. Long story short, we know that he steals eight of those shirts eventually, and me and my co-workers are with him acting as an arguing couple the whole time. He eventually goes to leave the store, which is when we can stop him. So we get in front of him at the doors, identify ourselves, and ask him to come with us. Now, I normally slouch a lot, but I'm six foot four. So the kid gets in my face, saying he didn't do anything, and if I don't move, he's going to kick my butt. So all I did was stare at him and say, make a decision about what you're going to do, and we'll go from there. Totally calm, with a straight face. He kind of blinked and got a weird look in his eye and asked me, what? So I repeated myself. I said, make a decision about what you're going to do, and we'll go from there. He kind of sat there for a few seconds and leaned back a bit and started catcalling my female co-worker instead. At that point, I snapped my fingers and told him to pay attention to me. After that, we placed him in handcuffs and led him to the office for processing. Since then, I've used that line multiple times at other LP, security jobs, and even at bars. The only time anyone has ever done anything after that was a patient from a mental hospital I worked at who was schizophrenic, and at that point, it didn't matter what I said. 60% of the time, it works every time. I too have a security job story. It was getting late, the store is about to close, Lord and Taylor, When I see a guy who doesn't look like he'd be buying the types of clothes that are sold there, he walks in and starts browsing the dress shirt section. Me and my fellow co-workers see him pick up about 10 shirts and proceed to walk into the dressing room with them. Now, you think that a smart thief may hide one, two, or maybe three in their pants if they're super ballsy. No, this man decides to stuff 10 dress shirts down into his pants, making him look like he has similar sized quads as Ronnie Coleman himself. 
At this point, I stop him right away, say that we know he's trying to steal all the shirts and ask him kindly to put them back. This is when things start heating up. The man says he has a deadly transmitted disease, pulls out a syringe and says that anyone that tries to get in his way is going to get stuck. I obviously don't want any part of this, so I back up and was going to let him go. Normal protocol is that you're not allowed to touch a customer inside the store, even if you do know they're stealing. This is when I hear clothes dropping on the floor and the sounds of metal hangers rattling. My coworker decided that 10 shirts was not leaving the store and he was going to stop this man. Out of left field, I see a metal bar come slamming into this man with the force of a hundred men. He gets knocked unconscious, cops are called, the man gets arrested and all was made right in the world. I wasn't really bad, but my coworker surely was. If your coworker did that to stop him from sticking someone with a needle, then he's pretty cool. If he did it to prevent a theft, then he's a freaking moron. I'm inclined to agree with that final commenter. I love a good defeat the bad guy story, but endangering yourself and your retail coworker like that to save some shirts isn't worth it. I was in downtown Houston skating around with some friends when I told them I had to stop and pee. So I walked into a narrow alley and started peeing. I didn't see these two girls just smoking cigarettes, staring at my dong. So I looked at them and smiled. Right as I finished up, a couple of D-bags came up and just started talking crap to them. Typical wanna frick you, got a pretty mouth, dumb craps. So I started to walk over and break that crap up when a guy looks at me and says, What the frick do you think you're gonna do, B-word? So I just started talking in a low voice in German, just repeating lyrics from Rammstein, making it sound like a threatening sentence instead of a song. Then they freaked out because I'm a tall, fairly muscular motherfricker. They left and the girls said thanks and asked me what I said. And I told them, I don't know. And I left. I was with some guys and we were all drunk. We walked out of a bad greasy spoon at 3am and ran into some guys walking into the restaurant, also drunk. I was the last in my group and I accidentally rubbed shoulders with the first guy in that group. Immediately, he starts talking crap, but I just ignore him and keep walking to the parking lot. I'm about halfway to my car when he says something that particularly offends me, because it was targeted at one of the girls with us. I turn around and seconds later, we're in the middle of a blank spot in the parking lot with our friends off to the sides. Eye to eye, he finally realizes that I'm a pretty big guy. We have a tense silence for a few seconds, then under my breath, I quietly say, You're gonna say, Frick this guy, he ain't worth it. You're going to turn around, walk away, and rejoin your friends. And you're going to do that because if you don't, you won't need to eat. Because I'm going to feed you your frickin' shoes. About five seconds passed before he said, Oh, frick this guy, he ain't worth it. And rejoined his friends. Probably more of a D-bag thing than a badass thing, but oh well. I used to work at Starbucks in the city where a lot of trust fund kids like to hang out and act homeless. There was always a group of them who stood out the front of the store, and that was next to Starbucks, yelling at people and usually playing hacky sack with each other. They made it a habit of yelling at anyone who walked through their game, threatening them. Bunch of bullcrap. I was going to my shift one day, and I was in a rotten mood. There they were, playing that game in the middle of the sidewalk, blocking everyone. I walked right through them, interrupted the game, and they started to call me out. I kept walking until I felt the hacky sack hit me in the back. I picked it up and threw it on the roof of the Starbucks and walked into work. I work at a bar as a bouncer. I don't look like the biggest guy, but I do strength training regularly. I deal with buttholes on a nightly basis. One in particular caught my eye when he was literally screaming at his girlfriend inside my bar. I walked up to him and let him know that if he did that again, he would be picking garbage from his teeth. Him being drunk, he didn't listen, and as I'm clearing out the bar at bar close, I see him again across the bar near the front door, near the trash can filled with random bar crap and bottles. He yells at her again, reaches back and slaps her. She goes to the floor. 
I crushed a par through the patrons and he didn't see me coming. One punch KO'd him and he landed headfirst in the trash can. I then proceeded to put the rest of him in it, picked his girlfriend up off the floor and contacted the police. They laughed upon arriving at him still being in the trash can. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.